friends, family, and loved ones, we come together today in the sight of the divine and of you as witnesses to join Jackson Skinner and the landlocked walrus together in marriage. We gather around them now in this wonderful place and we look on with love and hope as these two begin their new life together as one. The bride and groom have prepared their own vows and would you like to begin, Jackson? Landlocked walrus, ever since I was in the Chesun Cook Lake region of Maine and I was walking around that thin ice near the, near the shoreline and you broke open with your mighty tusks and your bristly hairs and flopped right on top of me. I knew in that moment I'd found lifelong love. La- Landwalk Walrus also has some words. And if anybody has any, believes that these two should not be wed, speak now or forever hold your peace. No! I now pronounce you man and walrus. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Let's do it. Moose crossings, red hot dogs, missing persons in salty bogs, up to camp with Stephen King, river curses, Wesley sings, homegrown horror! Hello! Hello. Welcome to Homegrown Main spooky podcast about main spooky things. Spooky things, including today, cryptids and, and mythical creatures. A whole barrel full of cryptids here today. It's all cryptids it's like here. Like a barrel full of monkeys. Like a barrel full of monkeys, exactly. I loved those when I was a kid. Did you play with them? No. You didn't play with the barrel full of monkeys? Nope. You're fucking deprived, brother. I'm be a co-host. I'm Jackson, a co-host. Yep, we're just talking about cryptids today. We needed something lighthearted. And it's February, the worst month of the year. Uh, it was also um, really fucking cold. It was so cold. We are now past that point. It's the coldest it got up here in our neck of the woods was negative 15. But if you're up uh, more north, you're looking at even colder temperatures. Yeah, I think... Uh, uh, I can't remember. I was looking at the news last night when we were we were at Doc's for dinner. And it was, I think, Jackman. In Jackman, it was negative 52. Jackman. It was negative 52. Damn. But if you were near Mount Washington in New Hampshire, it was negative 106. That's pretty cold. <laughs> At one point. Yeah. Today it is a balmy 33 degrees. Oh, yeah, dude. I was actually going to go to a swimming pool after this. <laughs> Open air. Let's go take a dip in the Atlantic. I know. I bet all of you missed us talking about the weather. Yeah. We're, we're bringing that back. That's something. Season two, we made it a goal to talk about the weather more <laughs> somehow. But yeah, we've had, we've had a lot of snow recently and then also yeah we got hit with this really cold weather and i am tired of it <laughs> it can go now i'm fine with it oh, actually <laughs> so you know groundhog day it's coming up yeah it was the or is it coming up or did it come did already? it come already anyway so the canadian groundhog they, you know, they did all the stuff, like, they did all these events leading up to his prediction, and instead of announcing his prediction, they announced his death. 
<laughs> Instead of his prediction, is he, he can't predict anymore. He's, He's dead. dead. <laughs> they couldn't like swap him out with a different groundhog. That's what they do with Punxsutawney Phil. It's like there are multiple Phils, but it's like you just switch them out. It's fine. Yeah, they were like, no. We can't go on. This is a national tragedy. And someone on Twitter was just sort of like, what does that mean for 2023? What does it mean? Uh, so I believe that, okay, so Punxsutawney Phil has already made his annual rounds this year. It was on February 2nd was Groundhog Day. Gotcha. Uh, so we're recording on the 5th for those that uh, want to know space and time and existence. Uh, apparently, uh, he saw his shadow, so that means six more weeks of winter weather. So entirely the Groundhog's fault, it seems. Yeah, so I did also, because I wanted to remember um, the Canadian... Because we have Puxatawney Phil. The Canadian one has a, had a much better name. It was Fred Lamamont. Is that better? He sounds pompous. Yeah. Um, Puxatawney Phil. That's a guy you could get a beer with but down it at says, the gas station. It says Robert, Roberto Blondin, the organite. Lamarmont. Organi- La <laughs> La that's not even a good name. That's just the marmot. <laughs> It just Fred sounds, the Marmot. It sounds nice. Roberto Blondin, the organizer of the annual La de Jour de Fred event in Quebec, said Fred may have died last year while in hibernation. So yeah, when they went to go get him, they found he was dead. They didn't fucking check up on this guy. He was frozen to the <laughs> ground. He's been dead for a year. That's uh, on you, brother. Like, check up on your ground dog. Pugsatani Phil lives in the lap of luxury for all I've seen. You know, <laughs> he's got his little enclosure. Canada doesn't give a fuck. So would you call the... the, the... Well, obviously they don't care. They just named him the animal that he is. <laughs> Fred the Marmot. Cool. Very creative. It's in French, it though, just so I was going to say, it, that's why it sounds fancy. <laughs> but would you consider Pugsatani Phil and Fred La Marmot cryptids? No, because <laughs> I see them with my eyes. <laughs> so, tell me, what, what, tell me, what, what do you define as a cryptid? What did you choose for me today? I got you a whole hodgepodge of just like some dangerous, some just really weird, some uncomfortable. <laughs> so I got a real wide range for you Ooh. today. Uh, specifically, we're going to be talking about four different cryptids today. And I'm going to be giving you some uh, questions at the end of all this okay. to get us really nailed down on which of these cryptids is likely our favorite or preferred cryptid. So we're gonna, <laughs> my, my preferred cryptid. We're really going to be milking this boy dry. <laughs> I don't know if I want to lead with that. But anyway, <laughs> let's start with a creature that has a lot more bark than their bite. Okay. Uh, do you have photos for me? I do have some photos. Fo- I don't have photos for all of these. Some of these I'm just going to be kind of describing to you. But there, this one specifically, <laughs> I do have photos for you. Other ones, you're not going to need photos. I'm you're going to know exactly I'm what it is. booting up my imagination. Get the imagination train rolling here. So, just okay, imagination train, get on board. You're strapped in. Is that how trains work? No. Not anymore, probably. We'll pretend you know how trains work. Yeah, you put the steam in, and then the guy cranks up the engine, and then starts up the battery, and it goes. And then Thomas takes the lead. Yeah, exactly. So you're out in the main woods. You're in the, let's say, near White Mountains or western, southwestern Maine. Okay, I'm there. And you're out in the woods. You're having a good time. It's bright, sunny. You're out in the middle of a field. You're vibing, brother. Uh, and then 
you suddenly hear a crash in the bush. <gasps> Something's in the thicket. It's barreling fast. It's, <gasps> it's yelling. You hear a, a sharp whistling sound in the air. And then rustling in the tall grass in front of you. And then comes out barreling a tiny mouse cat-like creature. Wait, is this a Pokemon? It's kind of like a Pokemon. It is a come out of body. That's the name of this one. All it hyphens sound, come out of body. It sounds like it should be scarier. It should sound scarier. Well, the, the, or like it should be scarier. The, the fearful, come out of body yeah, sounds terrifying. Yeah, come out of body. Well, you see, it's a little prankster. Is what it is. Okay. Come out of body, meaning that it'll run straight at anything that's near it in an attempt to scare it away. Okay. This is its uh, method. And that whistling sound that you heard as it was uh, barreling at you, that's actually the sound of its tail. Uh, so it's a very fuzzy. Is this a creep. ratatat? It's kind of like a ratatat. <laughs> it's like very fuzzy and small. Uh, it's kind of got bristly hair. I got, some, I got a picture for you on this one, at least. Um so you can kind of see that little, this is, I think the French would call this l'embarment, right? Actually, yeah. Yeah. This is basically come some kind of marmot. There's a, oh, and that's a, so that's a very, that's a variation called jump out of body. So very similar uh, creature. That's another name for it. Uh, we're looking at a, a website, by the way. We're looking at cryptids.fandom at wiki, the wiki, cryptid wiki the or wiki. Com. The wiki. Um, which wiki? Uh, <laughs> apparently the comet of body is also mentioned in Gravity Falls. Have you ever seen Gravity Falls? Yeah. I've not watched that. it all the way through. Yeah, no, I know a lot of people that so, got way more into it. So are comet of bodies, um, found uh, in a lot of places? No, it's really just a White Mountains, like, southern Maine situation. I'm, so I, I'm, so it must have been, um, just a little... Blip in Gravity Falls, then, because that's it was the, a blip. That's in the Pacific Northwest. I, yeah, I'm sure. I think it's like I don't know. Maybe it was briefly mentioned, but that's what the wiki was telling me that that happened in that show. So thank you, wiki. Thank you, uh, wiki. This is a pretty like basic creature. It's not very scary. Actually, the the most danger you're going to be getting here be is uh, the the terrible smell. So in two different depictions of the come out of body, the little little like small creature will be running at you you know, cat mouse thing. And uh, the one description says that it will spit uh, like a musky spitty type thing at you. Oh. That's very strong mink scent. Uh, another one in the, in the book actually. Oh, and by the way, um, I'm getting a lot of my information here from a very reputable source. Uh, Mythical Creatures of Maine by Christopher Packard. Thank you very much for writing this uh, wonderful uh, Yeah, that's book where here. I got all the, the Wabanaki little people. Yeah, we ones. picked up like two cryptids and like myth books when we started. And we like to refer to this one since it has a pretty good compendium. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the, the other depiction in this book here has the come out of body will turn at you and basically fart on you. They're a little more eloquent, but I was like, oh, this, this creature's farting on you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the come out of body. I know. It's like, it's very, it's harmless. It's also an herbivore. So there's no chance of it even like going for a little toe of yours or anything like that. But it still assaulted me with its smell. Yeah. Well, I'd say it's more of a prankster. I'd say, I put it, if I was to label cryptid danger here, it's in the prankster level. Ooh, we should have we a should have a tier list. Yeah, we should do that. Absolutely, we do oh, all the ones we've got. Yeah, I'm into that. Get a couple more, and then we got a whole cast here. 
I, uh, you, you, you're familiar with ice fishing, you know? Yeah, I, we actually were, we were driving to go get my grandmother yesterday. Uh, we went by a place that a lot of people fish and I was saying, it's cold enough that people are not going to fall through now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now is the time to like safely go ice fish. Maybe not right at this moment. So should I, re- so should I imagine myself ice fishing yeah you're out on the rivers maybe like a central main lakes here specifically okay. central maine do i have a little ice hut you got a little ice hut you've set almost everything up here beads you All got right. your ice hat you got your mats you got your chair you got your cooler you got your little george Foreman grill maybe in the corner there making some grilled cheeses or something Ooh. that sounds right right i was feeling that like <laughs> yeah, uh i feel that that just rolled off my tongue um <laughs> And you're about to start cracking into the ice. Uh, I don't know if this is bad decorum to crack into the ice after getting the hut all set, but I'm guessing that's what you do. Yeah. Um, you got your little ice cracker, your drill. So you get it all positioned, you, and you start cranking. You're cranking. You're cranking. You crack right through that ice. Yeah. So you got a nice hole. You, ah. you rip out your drill, and then all of a sudden you start hearing some buzzing sounds. A buzz, 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 a buzz. Hold on a second. Yeah, okay, that was the name. <laughs> I, it's such a dumb name, so I was just making sure. You're like, did right I one. do this right? <laughs> yeah. A buzz, 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 buzz. And then all of a sudden it starts buzzing more. A buzz, 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 buzz. And they come swarming out of the hole. It's a bunch of blue, frosty hornets filling up your hut. They're crawling all over you. They're coming for your face. They're stinging you. It's so painful and so venomous. Oh, no, what's happened? Venomous? They're venomous. Well, unfortunately, now B, now B. I got a question for you. This is an important question. You got all these hornets around you. What do you do? What do you do? I run out of my hut. Okay, and then what? I jump into the snow. That's a good option. Okay, I'm going to give it to you. So you have been faced, uh, and you have survived. Congratulations. You have survived the ice hornets. These are a, a central main creature as depicted in this book, it's only native around these areas. So only in Maine would you get the ice hornets. They're just a, a type of, they're not like normal hornets. These are just their own subset of creature. They're blue. They're quite large, you know, or like yes. African hornet size kind of thing. <gasps> yeah, it's pretty bad. And uh, the only options available to you to deal with ice hornets is to uh, jump in the cold, frigid water, snow, give it to you. That makes sense. That's water, just yes. in like a different form. Uh, so you could do that, or you can, uh, you know, really show these wa- these hornets who's boss, and you can grab hornets and start biting their heads off. You're gonna have to do it probably a couple times until the hornets get the message and leave you alone. That's what the book said. <laughs> so those are your two options, man. Two options. What the fuck? Yeah, so it's kind of weird. Um, and then there's the question of like, oh, well, well, like, how do you, how do these hornets survive, you know, throughout the rest of the year? Because they seem to thrive in colder climates. But apparently they'll like sink into the water as like larva or something. And they just kind of live for a season. That's whole, the whole description there. I don't know what these ice hornets do uh, unless someone does open up a hole and bust open their nest. Do they just hang out? Is that all they do? They're just kind of there to chill, and then they antagonize I have, anybody. I have who comes a lot of way? questions. Yeah, you know, surprisingly, be not a lot of answers here. <laughs> do we know where this came from? Like, let me let me see. I if, tried to look up ice hornets like a... online. So a couple of these ones are 
feel pretty specific to just the book here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this book's been around for quite a while, so. Yeah, I'm just interested to see, like, or to know where did these little guys, how did we get here? Uh, it's very small. Oh, and it's very specific to, like, literally smack dab in the middle of the state. Yeah, it's, like, super, right in the middle there. Super specific. As I love how as... you, you showed the book off as if we had a video. Yeah. Look, everybody. <laughs> you see that circle there? That's where the ice hornets are. Uh, there isn't any description here as, like, when they were discovered. But, uh, yeah, it's a bad next, time. My next question is, like... Here's a picture of the ice is this Is this something that was maybe seen, like, actually ever seen? Maybe maybe some fishermen or whatever, ice fishermen, like, cracked open some ice one day and then, you know, because you're drinking, uh, noticed some hornets or something. I don't know. Because wouldn't, hornets wouldn't really be around during the winter. I have so many questions. Are these real? Are you asking if the cryptids in the book are real? <laughs> B, did you just fucking ask me that? How gullible are you? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yes and no. No and yes. I Yeah, just... Bigfoot's in there. He's real. <laughs> what are you asking me? <laughs> that can't be what you asked me. Like, this is the most realistic thing, I guess. Ice hornets. So fucking weird. Okay, move on. Give me the book back. No. (laughs) Just because I was looking at it, it says Sam and I were out cutting some ice from the river to save for summer. We ended abruptly when we hit, saw and hit an ice, uh, the saw hit an ice hornet nest. We had to make a run for it and barely made it out. Burton Marlboro Packard, 1915. Okay, and who wrote the book? Christopher Packard. Okay. <laughs> I have... I just... It's fine. <laughs> I, I need the book because I can't trust you to start uh, to start looking at the creatures that I'm about to describe. Oh, good. So Take it away from you. <laughs> okay, B. Another situational thing, okay? Okay, here I am. Now you're out back in central Maine again, but you're in the Chesson... Chesuncook Lake region. Okay. Very specific central Maine location. All right. You're enjoying your day out on the beautiful lake in the Chesuncook Lake region. And uh, might be a little cold, actually, and you decide to take a walk out on the ice. So might as well, right? Just enjoying that brisk. It's not too... Uh, the ice is quite thick. You're not hearing a crack under you. Yeah. Awesome. Everything's really good. Until you start hearing a large slapping sound in the distance. Oh, what could that be? What could what could be slapping around at this hour? <laughs> <laughs> and then below you, below you, be below you under the ice, you hear a large bellowing sound, a deep bellowing wail. Like, oh, what do you do, B? I run. Good B, good answer. Because you're about to face the land walked, the landlocked walrus. <laughs> <laughs> landwalked, <laughs> the landlocked walrus. Guess what, B? It's just a fucking walrus. It's just a walrus. It's not anything special. Are we sure it's not the guy from Tusk? He just escaped and he just wants my help. Yeah, the uh, the Mac guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Justin Long, that was it. I really wanted to watch that no, movie. I can't. You can't it's deal so with fucking. Weird. Can't deal with 
For a very long time, I wouldn't even actually look at walruses without seeing it in it's, my... <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, like, American Werewolf in London, like, the transformation scene, but it's, like, a little bit more disturbing that it's a walrus, just because of, like... Is there a fo- an, a, a, an illustration of the... I, it's a walrus. What am I talking it's about? It's a fucking walrus. So now, there has to be a, a backstory for this. How the fuck did he... And is it the same one? That's the qu- does... that's the question. So like this is uh, the the walrus seems to only be in this one region. It's not noted anywhere else in Maine. Like look look how big that circle is. It's Audience, take a look so, as well. It, it's like a little itty bitty sliver just surrounding this little lake. Yeah, and Burton Marlboro Packard was the one that found this landlocked walrus. He was the one that found the ice hornets too. Yeah, you know, so like, what's really funny to me though in this description of the landwalk, landlocked walrus, you're struggling. That's uh, it's a, it's a big ton, bit of a tongue twister. I like say, okay, landlocked walrus, landlocked walrus, landlocked walrus, landlocked walrus, landlocked walrus, landlocked walrus. Everybody who <sighs> is um in theater, bring that up to your drama teacher and say, I have a new one for you. A chippy chip and chopper on the landlocked walrus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we got a new one. So blubbery, they got them tusks, they got them whiskers. They're you know they got their like grubby, there, their grubby little. It's just a fucking it's walrus. Just a walrus. There's it, literally nothing, no, nothing else nothing. to it. It's just a walrus. Now there's no good description. I think here they just said like you know due to the ice age and like glacial patterns, this specific walrus got moved away from the coastline but he's not even that far from the coast he could you just... know he could have flopped his way to the coast no problem it could be i think this is just a walrus that got lost honestly he took a wrong turn he's bad with directions so here again next question so is this is, is it just one singular walrus he's just been there forever like there's multiple it, it, walry the, <laughs> that was the question walruses uh, landlocked walruses have been known to capsize boats or attack people with their tusks. No idea why they're so aggressive. They, they describe these these landlocked walruses as quite aggressive. You know, they got their uh, little bristles, uh, searching around for food, and the, they, they, they mostly eat mussels and clams, is what they say here. So Aren't, wait, this is a lake. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Landlocked lake. No, I know. Yeah. There, there's, you know, don't expect a whole lot of answers from the cryptid book. Okay. But I will say uh, there's not a really good description. They just say, oh, due to like glacial patterns, this species of walry were uh, removed from the rest of the herd. <laughs> That's the landlocked walrus. I really wanted to talk about it, though, because I love you know walruses. What? This would have been a better pick for the continuation of the Ice Age series. It would have been, right? Just talk about the landlocked walrus that l- learns how to make do with this lake mm-hmm. and uh, tourists. That would have been great. <laughs> Too bad Blue Sky's dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, B. Next. Next question. Next situational situation. Okay. <laughs> yes. Time to go back into your mind palace. I'm ready. Hold on. I'm here. Second, second. Where the hell's my? Uh, okay. You're out hiking mm-hmm. one day. You're oh, out I in the. Uh, you're back in the White Mountains slash, uh, like Western Maine woods region. All right. You're you're out you're out in these these woods you're out near some maybe some boggy areas you know it's a little musty maybe you know Mm. and you're you're coming up onto the left 
uh, actually on the right of a of a little pond, just a pond, just hanging out. Well, you see there's maybe some algae on the top, just kind of little mucky algae. Uh, so you walk past, you walk past this puddle. No, no issues there. When all of a sudden, a scaly green arm grabs your boot. You're wearing leather boots specifically in this story. What do you do? It's grabbed you by the boot. I take my boot off. There you go. And (laughs) And you lose a boot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, then this creature is going to come away quite happy today because we're talking about the Wam Fahufus. Uh, not to be confused with the Wampa Hoofus. The Wampa Hoofus is a goat creature that climbs hillsides. And the Wampa Hoofus <laughs> is a flat creature that's kind of scaly green uh, that has one right arm that uh, uses it to grab people's boots. You mean skunk disc? No, I've never heard of that. The skunk disc. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, skunk I remember disc. that. <laughs> It's kind of similar to that, yeah, the flatness. Um, it's very flat. It's got one arm. It'll grab, it loves eating leather. Here's a picture of him. I really hope that I'm not wearing, like, my actual hiking boots because it would take a lot to... To really, like, like suck that get, off. Yeah, to get it off. If I'm wearing just my slip-on bean boots... Well, lucky for you, this is a pretty small creature, so even if you had a struggle, it would probably give up. If you, yeah, I see if you now how it, small how it hard is. It, yeah, no, but it's kind of scary to just get grabbed by something. <laughs> uh, this says, if you are successful in rescuing your foot, where you will likely hear a sad sound, which is the cry of a hungry Wamphahufus. <laughs> what a what a g! What a what a silly little creature! He's coming around here for your bean boots. You know, you know that's that's the real fear here. Is that uh you know, that this guy's gonna come for your nice footwear? I'd be pissed <laughs> if I lost my hiking boot. You know, yeah, that's a good boot. Yeah, I I agree. That's gonna be expensive. I have a lot of affinity for my hiking boots. You know, Me too. it's like I they love all, my, they tell a story. I love my hiking boots. Yeah, and they feel like fun to wear. You know, I'll wear them just for just for shits. Not and even going anywhere. They're comfy. Exactly. They're I very wear, comfy. I honestly wear them whenever we're going. Like when we, even when we go walk around peaks, I'll wear them because they are I just, think that's fair. they, they support my feet so nicely. And you never but know when I you're going to off road it when you're going to peaks. I would be very disappointed if I lost my boots to a wumpfahoofus. And you better look out for your footwear folks. Uh, that's, that's all the cryptids that I've had listed here. <laughs> So now we're going to move into the next part of today's activities. <laughs> so for these questions, mm-hmm. like I wanted to gauge more about like, what is our go-to cryptid in today's stories? What are we really thinking is shining among the cryptids here? For the sake of this, I'm going to be removing one of the cryptids because I think it's too predictable where we would put this cryptid into its categories or what we would use it for. I'm getting rid of the ice hornets. Okay. Getting rid of them. I don't think it's meaningful. I know the landlocked walrus seems like a likely contender to remove from the rankings here because is it really a cryptid? The book says it is, so I'm going to go with the book. But I'm removing ice hornets because no one likes hornets. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then that's so, the thing is like in the winter, it, it's just, it's very interesting. My ring like, just flew off. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting because like 
winter is like the one time where reliably you won't have to deal with hornets and whoever created the like whoever con- conceived of these ice hornets was like fuck that you're never safe <laughs> i fucking hate that no it's like i i also take comfort in winter knowing that i'm not really going to be running into any bugs i don't like bugs in general i they should have made they, they should have made they nest about the ice hornets. They should have. That would have been more interesting <laughs> than whatever we got. <laughs> so uh, okay. So to remind us of like who we got, we got the Kamata body, the Wamfahufus, and the landlocked walrus. First question: you... Fuck Mary Kill. No. <laughs> Because it's important to know, it tells a lot about you. This is not a misogynistic game. We're talking about cryptids. <laughs> Fuck Mary, kill. <laughs> Tell me. I got. A, I got some answers here. You do. Yeah. What I do you do? Of course I do. Tell me. All right. I'll see if I agree with you. Okay. So I'm going to start with uh, fuck landlocked walrus. Just like those old sailors. That's That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's just like a sailor. It's like if they confused a manatee, I can confuse a walrus. They're practically the same animal. Throw a wig on it. Call it a day. Let's go to town. Crying. (laughs) Mary, I think I'm going to go for the come out of body. Purely because of commercial reasons. I really think that we could probably harness this musk and sell it for something. (laughs) Probably like it could be used as some kind of some scent thing for hunting purposes. Or it could like, I don't know, maybe we could distill this into some kind of medicinal thing. You know? I don't know, maybe I'm about to find the next vanilla extract. Here's... And then, of course, I'm going to kill the Wamfahoofus because it's scary. It creeps me the fuck out. I'm going to stomp that extra flat. Okay, I agree with this, this ranking. So this is what you, <laughs> you do? You said it, not you, me. You'd agree with it. So you'd fuck the landlocked walrus, <laughs> marry the come out of body, and kill the Wamfahoofus? Is that what you're saying right now? So. You would do that? I think so. Okay, now we're, we're in this together. <laughs> Next question, B. Are you ready? Would no. you calm down? <laughs> I'm not ready. All right. Okay. Which cryptid of these would you eat? That is a okay. You're not you're not upset with this question. No. So again, the gears turning here. So definitely, some... definitely not the wumphahoofus. Why not the wumphahoofus? Well, unless you're planning on eating it like a salad. Well, I I don't think I mean, it's it it's not little... made of vegetation. You know. No, it's a, you it's said a meaty it's like creature. Al- is it? No, it just has like algae on it. It okay. kind of blends in with algae. It doesn't seem like there's a lot there. Yeah, well, it's flat. I'm, described as flat, so yeah, it probably next, is not a whole lot. The next question is, I would probably eat the walrus. I don't know how much meat a walrus has as opposed to blubber. But here's the thing. If you kill it to eat it, then you can also utilize the blubber for other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could like uh, power some little lamps. Uh, you could make it some soap. Uh, yeah, you could do a lot. There's a lot you could get out of the walrus, yeah. you know? I feel like if I was going to hunt one of these creatures, it would be the walrus. Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair. Now, I'm going to take it in a different direction. I was also thinking landlocked walrus as well, but for the sake of milking this episode, I'm going to say Wamfahoofus. Now, 
I'm thinking, yes, it is flat. There's probably not a whole lot of meat. But as far as capturing a Wumpahoofus, I just got to worry about that one arm. You think it'd be easy? Yeah. I think it wouldn't be too bad. He might try to wriggle into the muck there. That'd be hard to pull him out. It'd be easy if you had two people. Yeah. He's got one arm. Yeah, exactly. You know? Uh, So I think that you could probably just throw him over an open fire. He's, you know, he just kind of digs into muck. Um, and it, it, I'm assuming he comes in sort of a flat disc like pizza shape. So yeah. he's already pretty much prepped to get cooked up this bad boy. Mm-hmm. So I think you could probably do, I think you could prepare this, this creature in a lot more ways and he's small and easy to, to deal with. So I think the possibilities of what you can do with a Wampahoofus are there, you know? Yeah. And it's like, just because it comes out of the swamp doesn't mean he's probably not delicious. And then you got that arm, at least. He's probably got a lot of beef in that arm. That one beefy arm. One beefy arm. It's like Trogdor. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Wumpahoofus. Okay. Next cryptid question. What cryptid would you domesticate? Come out of body. Come out of body? Explain. It seems cute enough. He seems cute enough. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that... Because, like... One of the depictions that you showed me, it does actually kind of look like a scruffy looking Lorax. <laughs> but it here's does. my thing. I would, I assume in generations from generations from now, maybe we could do something about the smell. Well, I mean, if you Next could do Next question it... is, does it have a sack that can be removed? Well, that's like the question. I was like, yeah, exactly. Like a skunk. Could we get rid of the scent gland or whatever? So it's Breed not out as, the scent uh... gland. Breed it out. Uh, well, that's back to the fuck, Mary kill question. So no! Did you, did you want to change your answer? No, I'm not fucking the come out of body. Okay, fine. Um, I, I, I could mix it, like, I could breed it with, like, a dog or a cat. Probably more like a cat. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. And that would probably help. You'd probably um, get some scraggly, long-haired cats out of that, that bad mm-hmm. boy. Now, the hard part is going to get that first interaction to happen. Yep. Um. But yeah, no, I'm I'm, a wi- I'm with you there. I think domesticating the come out of body, it's a cuter it, potential. I was going to say, it probably pet. could be a great guard dog. Could be a great do- guard dog or just run at everything. Yes. And then run away Scare the things that tried to hurt me. Now, finally, which cryptid would you give to your enemies? As is, come out of body. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm releasing this into your yard. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> What's that yeah. smell? This as creature <laughs> keeps running on me. Keeps farting on yeah, me. Yeah, as is. No, here's the thing. What I would do is I'd, I'd, I'd let it, for, like, I would go knock on their door. They would open up the door. I'd let it go <laughs> into their house. I would go for the walrus just because it's a fucking walrus. walrus. What are you going to do with that? This is a walrus in my backyard. I can't move that. I am imposing upon you with this walrus. <laughs> <laughs> or, ooh, 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 get a, bu- get a bunch of the, um, what are they called? The, the one of the, 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 the hoovy. Wampahoofus? The wampahoofus. Get a bunch of wampahoofus Sis- and just hide them in your neighbor's lawn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he keeps getting grabbed. Yes. It's going to be out of boots by the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's the gauntlet of questions on the whatever this is. <laughs> this barrel of cryptids. Barrel of cryptids. Mmm, extra cryptid. That's it on kind of like what I had prepped here for today, you know? So uh, thanks for thanks for playing. I would have liked a more solid answer on who which of these we you would have fucked, but 
We're going to have to settle with Landlocked Walrus as her number one choice for Sexy Cryptid. Sexy Cryptid. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you've got something uh, prepped here from something you already mentioned, kind of briefly mentioned here. So, For today's... um, Today's mainism... Insert song here. Hey, hey, it's a mainism. We are doing uh, a little bit of a show and tell, kind of. Mm-hmm. So the first thing, I'm going to quickly take you to 1890. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of a man? You may have heard of him. Uh, Thomas Edison? Nope. Never heard of him. I okay. have heard of him. I'm just <laughs> so, uh, one Mr. Thomas... He famously stole the light bulb, right? Yes. Correct. <laughs> so, one Mr. Thomas Edison came to Maine mm-hmm. in 1890, and he used... Oh, wait, no. So, he created... Okay, so he didn't come to Maine. Sorry. He created this device which is a wax cylinder machine, which can record people. It can record voices. Cool. Okay. So then a Jesse Walter Fuchs borrowed this machine and came to Maine. And he went sort of uh, up into the, the uh, up into the Passamaquoddy area. Yeah. And recorded some of the elders singing oh and it is some of the first recordings in the world still on the billboard top 100 yes and i heard them yesterday wow like the original recordings yes that's really neat i heard them yesterday as part of the world premiere of wabanaki stories so uh yes we took my grandmother to see this for her birthday my grandmother turned 72 yesterday happy birthday granny carol and so we brought her to this it was at Merrill auditorium and so they had some different uh different storytellers and singers and puppeteers and storytell um historians talk about they're like storytellers just a little more analytical yes so it was very cool and I really hope that they do it again. But so they had musician uh, um, Tiana Mori from the Wallastock, Jennifer Picto from the uh, Mi'kmaq tribe, Dwayne Tomaha, who he's the one that um, talked about the recordings. Mm-hmm. He's from the Passamaquoddy. And then Jason Brown, who is better known as Firefly from uh, Penobs- the Penobscot tribe. And he actually did Penobscot electronica music, mm-hmm. which was really up my alley. I very much liked it. But uh, my favorite part was Jennifer Picto told the story of, the- we called it the Chenu, she called it the Chinu. So she told the story of the Chinu. And there was a big old puppet. Yeah. And it was uh, similar to the story that Jackson told us on the podcast about the woman who her husband's away and she comes out and there's the Chinu and she's like, oh, father. Oh, father. (laughs) Oh, father. It's been so long since we have seen you. 
And she told that it was so, she was a great storyteller. They were all wonderful, but there was just something very captivating about her. And I was very excited because I know the story. So it made me very, very excited. I had a wonderful time and I very much hope, and then, uh, oh, Chris Newell was sort of the MC. He is, which tribe is he from? Sorry, let me double check. He's also Passamaquoddy. So it was it was a nice evening or afternoon, and I really hope that they do it again because we've talked about some um, some stories here. We've had various because one that I also think of is not only did we do the Chinu, but we also did like the little people mm-hmm. of the Wabanaki tribes, and then also there is some sort of history uh, m- mythology around Poco. Oh, cool. The, yes. Po- the, yeah, of course told, I like, remember Poco. Poco. Yeah. Everyone hated Poco. Poco. No one listens to that episode. <laughs> I love the Poco Moonshine Lake Monster. <laughs> so I, it makes me very happy that there are some active groups putting together shows and things to, to let us all actually actively see the history of the land that we live on, which Mm. is Wabanaki Confederacy. Mm -hmm. And it was very wonderful. I hope they do it again. And I just wanted to bring this to everyone's attention because I I highly recommend looking into these people, looking into what they do. And we have some fascinating history, including the fact that like one of our tribes is one of the first recordings in history it is in the library of congress that is really amazing not a lot of people would know that so thank you so much for sharing this and like honestly yeah i i really wanted to check out this year but i think it was already sold out by the time. oh yeah it was sold out immediately Mm -hmm. it was pretty quick but it was like already sold out by the time i heard about it so yeah awesome you got to i was like yeah i'm going to this thing sold out you can't come <laughs> only uh people who have their shit together yeah, go. <laughs> even i didn't have my shit together because i knew about it for a while and then when i went to go buy the tickets i was like oh shit i need there three are, like, like i need three seats together <laughs> there are exactly three left go <laughs> oh, but it was very wonderful yeah this week was like because yesterday was my grandmother's birthday friday mm. was my dad's birthday my sister's birthday is coming up and then our friend gabby's birthday is also coming up this month i know a lot of aquarius <laughs> it's the age of aquarius the age of aquarius actually fun really quick fun fact so i wanted to be an actress and i no <laughs> i i actually auditioned at pace university oh sick. and that was what we danced to oh really and i realized very quickly i was in over my head were you why because of the singing the choreography with the, the, chore- the choreography was really complicated and i realized that my school did not do dance heavy shows the heaviest show dance show that we did, your wife was also in it with me, was Singing in the Rain. Ah, okay. And they even cut back the tap numbers because we could not learn tap. Dude, tap's kind of hard. I think Emily and I were like the only people who really were like, besides like the main, like there were people, we had people in our drama club that like were dancers. Yeah. So they obviously got to get, sh- they were shown off. Yeah. But I think Emily and I were the only ones that were like, out of like, the chorus people that were like, we know what we're doing. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> Tap's pretty hard. It's, a, it's also really hard, I think, to teach people tap because it's... And uh, one of the other students was teaching us tap. 
Oh yeah, no, no so good. That's she, not. Yeah, she was an hour, hour grade. Not gonna work. <laughs> so um, it's bad when the kids run this show, <laughs> like so, or run yeah, all the I, choreography. Yeah, when I got there, like I, I was in over my head. I'm also famous for not preparing for auditions. Oh wow! It's How usually cool the night you. before, and I was like, da, da, da. I. That's just sort of my. That's your modus operandi. It really is. My MO is to wait until the last minute for everything, dude. It really is. But it's amazing, like <laughs> like work wise for me, I kinda of do the same thing where it's like I'll spend I'll be told, Hey, there's this thing I need it done by this date. I'll spend like if there's five days, I'll spend like three of them thinking about whatever I'm doing. And then not doing it. And not doing it. And then the last Last day, I'll, like, make an outline, then the final day, I do all the work. <laughs> it's like, but hey, I like to stick to the deadlines. Don't do it ahead of time. Then they'll ask for it sooner. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're very quickly exhausting this book. <laughs> nah, probably. But, no, there's still, like, a couple more in there that we can take advantage of for another Cryptids episode. Uh, but, listeners, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. We hope you enjoyed listening about all these cryptids. I and, hope that uh, this was a little bit m- more um, chill. uplifting. <laughs> yeah, if you're Let's really, if you're tired of, our... of all the murder and all that, this, this is a good episode. If you're like, why aren't they talking about more murder? Don't worry, we will. And it's sad a <laughs> lot of size from us our famous size <laughs> yeah i had i cut out i actually cut out a fair number of size from the last oh yeah the last two episodes yeah, yeah. i think a fair number of size and it's just like <laughs> it is what it is it's just so bummy uh anyway look forward to our next episodes and uh thanks so much for listening oh, remember you can reach out to us on uh, at our email at Homegrown Horror Pod, also our Instagram, which is also Homegrown Horror Pod, and you can leave us a review and some stars. We really like that. We like you. And Homegrown Horror Pod at Gmail. But what did I say? You just said Homegrown Horror Pod. Oh yeah, Homegrown Horror Pod at Gmail. I <laughs> I don't want to make it a thing. I just want to preface. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Bye. Bye.